This is Jane Hardwick-Collins, founder of the School of Shamanic Womancraft. Connecting to our inner dimensions. Inner reviews of transformation. When and how my life changed. Rewilding women with their stories of growth and transformation. Reclaiming feminine knowledge and power. Thank you for joining us. This is important and deep, serious work. So welcome to the podcast series. I am Ayla Myra, your podcast host and story guide. Welcome to the Woman Craft Podcast. Really delighted to have beautiful Laura Jane with us today. Really excited to share this story. She shares a story of her four seasons journey, which actually spanned over 11 seasons. So we talk about the support of the school during that time um, with online monthly Zooms that turned into sort of bonus gatherings again, which were all done in person when the time was right. Uh, So Laura shares that journey and she also shares the learning and the soul work that she does now that is all intertwined from the Four Seasons journey. So enjoy. Okay. Okay, big welcome, Laura Jane, um, to the Woman Craft Podcast. This is our little take two because I forgot to press record again. (laughs) So really honoured to have you here. And just as I mentioned before, we're on the um, next phase of the post-equinox time and we're heading into a beautiful full moon this week. And so uh, really honouring here that I'm on Derringunge land and thank you for being here and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Mm, Thank you so much, Ayla. I'm feeling so grateful to be here. Thank you for having me on the podcast and yeah, I'd also love to acknowledge the country that I'm on here in central Victoria um, on Jajawarang lands. Mm. And so uh, you began your journey at the end of 2019 and as you can imagine it was lots of ups and downs and things were postponed and people could gather then they couldn't and so the school... Um, did hold that container quite beautifully. As you were saying, um, you managed to gather every full moon online and keep connecting with your sisters. And how was that for you leading in into the, towards the end of 2019? So how, how was that calling for you and what was arising for you at that time um, heading into deciding to do the Four Seasons journey? Mm. Well, um, I first heard about the school or had that first point of connection um, at a festival here in Victoria where um, the school were holding a red tent 
and I just came back from two years of traveling overseas and um, I was feeling yeah a bit lost and just trying to find my community and um, my way and I stepped into the red tent one day and um, all the beautiful women were holding a ritual and I just felt so safe and um, yeah I could feel the holding and I remember one beautiful um, sister came up to me Rachel Pilgrim um, who I'm now friends with and um, she yeah just looked me in the eye and it was like this I just saw so much strength and love from her and the, and in that I, I saw this reflection of what I have within myself as well even though I wasn't feeling that strong at the time it was like this yeah this moment of wow and um I didn't yeah I, I didn't quite know that um what the school was about at that point but then over a couple of years it just kept coming into my field um and yeah I was like wow and then I kept m- meeting more women who had journeyed and just feeling that same kind of um, reflection and connection with them um, that was kind of waking up something in myself and yeah then by the end of 2019 um, I got married that year and when I was on my honeymoon in New Zealand with my beloved I remember just saying to him I have to do this like I just feel so cold um, yeah and there was this calling of like I feel like this is what I need to become the woman that I want to be for our family. Um, yeah, and that it felt really special and he was so supportive of that. And so I remember over there like signing up and, um, yeah, so it, it's definitely pulled me in and um, I heeded that call. You signed up on your honeymoon. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So your husband was very supportive. Mm, yeah, I think he could mm. feel how much it meant to me and um, mm. and our family. Mm. How did you guys meet? Oh, we met at this little tiny service station in, the, in this little country town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it was just so meant to be. Yeah, he walked in, he had this beautiful long hair and I just cut all mine off and, um, yeah, we just had this beautiful spark and connection. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's very sweet. <laughs> and so, okay, so that so you signed mm-hmm. up from your honeymoon, and you ventured back here, and you started in two thousand and nineteen. And so, what was it like walking into your first gathering? What was arising for you then? And um, was there anything interesting playing out in your life in resistance? Yeah, what what was going on for you then? Mm, thanks for asking. Um, yeah, I think I was so excited for it and I felt very ready. Um, but then there was a lot of fear for me as well, stepping into that space. Um, I grew up in in a religious family and there was a lot of fear around, yeah, the word shamanic. Um, and, yeah, so I, I, I knew I needed to be there, but then there was this fear of like, well, what is this actually about? Because there's also a mystery and definitely like a trust that's involved stepping into that space um I remember um 
one of the other journey women, um, Kaylee, gave me a lift. We ended up traveling together to most of the gatherings, which was really special. And um, I just felt really safe with her. And then when we arrived um, at Nimsland down in the Otways, I remember one of the um, apprentices, Tash, just like welcoming me in the most, like the warmest hug. And I just felt so, oh, like I, I just knew that I was safe. And whatever was going to happen, um, yeah, I was held. And, yeah, it was just such a beautiful welcome. <laughs> mm. And did you do – were you one to, like, do a lot of research before or did you just head into it in full trust of, like, okay, I'm just going to go and see what comes up? I remember spending a lot of time on the website because <laughs> um, I, was, I was so excited and curious. I remember reading everything so much but – then there was still this element of like, oh, but really, like, what does this mean or what what's going to arise for me personally in that experience? So, um, yeah, I guess I I learnt what I could about it, but, um, yeah, there was definitely a lot of trust and surrender involved for me. Mm. And so the first gathering um, is the drum making, is that yeah. right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. So how was that process for you? Because I'm assuming with, which we'll talk about later, the work that you do now with Wilderness Within, um, you have a lot of outdoors experience on the land. Um, how was that process for you, um, birthing the drum? Mm. And was your drum deer or roo? Kangaroo. Kangaroo, mm. yeah. So, yeah, how was that process for you and how was that connecting to the hide and... Um, you know, coming from the experience that you have with the outdoors. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I absolutely loved the drum crafting process, um, the whole ceremony. Like I just loved being in that ceremonial space. And um, I also loved being able to ask my mother about my birth story. It was the first time for me that um, I'd heard my birth story and it was actually incredibly healing. I, I think I'd carried um fear around birth from like the messages I'd received from movies or things like that and I'd never actually heard my own birth story so to I think maybe in the few weeks before that opening gathering um me and my mum went out for lunch and I asked her to tell me my birth story and yeah she actually had such an amazing birth with me and to hear that and to just um, have that connection to my red thread was really special. And then being on the land, I just felt so much love in that crafting process and really felt my red thread present. Um, and, yeah, I loved connecting with the kangaroo. Kangaroo is such a ally and um, there's so many around where I live. And, and that medicine of, like, them – being so grounded with that big tail and the fact that they can't go backwards. Like for me, that really spoke to me of like, okay, I'm really moving forward into something now, into this next phase of my life. And um, and the drum really um, unlocked my voice. There was something so, like I love to sing um, mm. and I've always loved to sing, but something about singing with my drum it was like it helped me unlock the medicine in my voice that needed to be shared and um so that's been such a beautiful process for me as well mm. so that's part of 
um, the transformation that came out because you also hold space for facilitating drum making too yeah that's right I ended up doing an apprenticeship with Sarah Bird my teacher with the school um in drum Mm. making as well it's um oh I just love it I love that space and Mm. yeah hey um the podcast I did last time with Sonia um which will be released soon and we talked about the same thing of hearing your birth story and mm-hmm. um, what we, what came up for us was both our mothers had never actually been asked before mm-hmm. and just, you know, like seeing that it's almost like a sadness mm-hmm. but also a joy that they finally got to be asked, um, you know, with whatever the situation is. It's just that um, that knowledge that's not, getting handed down and no one's ever asked them and did you find something similar with your mum like no one's probably ever asked her yeah I'm not, how her... I'm not sure if she had been asked but I think she was definitely surprised when I asked her to to share this story with me I think there was a bit like oh like she was yeah and and maybe mm. found it a little bit interesting why I wanted to know and then as soon as she started talking it was like it just like it was always meant to be shared with me. Like there was this, oh, yes. Um, so to be given that opportunity is just, yeah, such a gift for both of us. It is, isn't mm. it? Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. For your mum as well as you mm. to be able to, I, I, I don't know, like I just feel like now um, everyone's birth stories are so so commonly shared and um it's always quite a, a thing and, like, you know, I've told my kids their birth stories. And, but, yeah, back then it was very shut down mm. and, and spoke about it and or acknowledged it. or mm. and, to, and for me it was like a, oh, I wish I'd known this story in a way, like to, to know that um, my mum birthed me actually in a really empowered way. And mm. um, so, yeah, I think it's... Um, such a gift and I think it's necessary to hear those stories. Mm. Mm. Did you want to share a little bit of your birth? Oh, um, no, actually. Thank you for asking, but I feel like it's something I want to keep keep sacred mm. between me and my mum. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. So you went through your and, – and how did you go with the process of actually crafting the drum? drum? Did you find anything – um that was arising for you that's interesting to talk about or did you just breeze through it or (laughs) how did you go with that actual the actual physical process of crafting your drum Mm. just feeling into that um hmm. I think what's what's present for me right now is just yeah feeling feeling so much love, feeling like I was really wanted in this world. My my parents really consciously chose that they, yeah, that they wanted me here. And, um, yeah, in, in that drum-making process, I just I felt that, that holding. I also had this beautiful dream um, in the evening um, about my 
my mother and my grandmother teaching me to sew and there was like lots of other women present so I think just a a deep holding and a remembering of um, yeah how held I am and I think maybe the first time I'd really connected with that red thread and and the power of that of my ancestors holding me Mm. so um, I think I, I found the drum making process in a practical way pretty um yeah pretty great like it just nothing too much um challenged me I I do remember (laughs) asking like a lot of questions that was one thing of being like oh I just like I don't know if I've quite if I if I know quite what to do like um and these beautiful women would just like ask these you know, gentle questions back to me and, <laughs> um, yeah, just kind of give me that space to to trust in in myself um, that I, mm. I can do this and um, give me that, like, creative um, freedom as well just to feel into the process. Mm. Mm. So... Um, end of 2019 and then into 2020 um, when things started getting a bit interesting with, you know, having to cancel meetings and gatherings and all of that stuff that went on um, over those three years. How how was that process? So you said that the school um, or you guys did some zoom gatherings on the full moon every month yeah so during- so how was that for you with all the uncertainty of you know being able to meet again and all that I think I just um I was so dedicated to the journey um I knew that I was meant to do it so I was just I was there I was there for the for the ride <laughs> wherever it took us mm. um and yeah definitely it was such an anchor during those turbulent uncertain times um yeah we were um during a period gathering every dark moon and full moon for a zoom circle and it was such an anchor um and it was actually beautiful to have the space as well because I was at home so much so the processes that we had um, before a gathering I had so much space to really drop into them um so it was nice and and then the integration as well um yeah it was it was certainly an interesting time but I just I trusted in that four seasons journey turning into 11 seasons (laughs) yeah (laughs) and um yeah all the all the beautiful women that we just um yeah formed such strong connections Mm. and so did you manage to complete all your gatherings even though you had the zooms or did any of those zooms replace some of the gatherings um no we ended up having all face-to-face gatherings as well we ended up with two um which was it two full moon gatherings um we did one online and then we did one in person um Mm. so yeah I I, that was that was pretty special (laughs) Mm, absolutely Mm. and so what was the um so when I know those three years are, feel like a bit of a blur, but when was your first gathering after all the zooms and not you know no contact, et cetera, et cetera? When was that first gathering, and what how was that feeling for everyone? What was the sort of 
vibe in the room and oh, <laughs> how did the processes go? Yeah, I can't really remember the timeline, but I just remember there was this oh beautiful feeling of like we're here again and um yeah just and I think because we did gather online and share our um sacred wound myth then to share it again in person it was like this beautiful um yeah another layer of it um and then we had the full moon dance and that was just oh like such a such a celebration as well um, of us as a group and as individuals. Um, yeah, wow. It was just pretty special. <laughs> mm. And we'd actually, yeah, we changed locations as well. We were in the Otways and then we, um, for our next gathering, it was down at Balnaring. So there was new land to become familiar with and um, there was definitely this softness that came in. Um, yeah. And is that where you did the Wilderness Solo on that land? No, we did our Wilderness Solo down at Venus Bay. So that's near Wilson's Prom. Mm-hmm. Oh, so area. beautiful. So how, okay, so I'd love to talk about this. Um, so that was where, no, because that, no, that's probably all blurry <laughs> uh, during that time. So how was that gathering for you? Because I won't ask when because it's too hard to try and figure that out. Um, how how were you leading into the solo um, considering, you know, you've had a big journey since 2019 and, again, like just not sure if you could gather or not and but holding that, you know, that beautiful container of the school and the continual connection over those moon phases, how was how are you and how did you feel everyone was heading into solo? Mm. I think the the extra time that it took, I think, prepared us even more. Like we, we were all very ready on that threshold of solo um, to step in there. And, yeah, for me personally, I think it was – Oh, like so much. There was so much unraveled in in the journey up to that point for me, and the fears that I had just um, gently um, fell like leaves in autumn, and and created this rich compost for me to grow stronger. And there was this like shedding and growing, shedding and growing, and. Um, yeah, by the time solo came around, it was, I mean, and the solo was a really big aspect of what drew me into the school as well. And this Four Seasons journey was like, I, I remember actually, interesting, um, when I first arrived back from that time overseas and had that connection, first point of connection with the school, um, my friend bought me my first deck of Oracle cards. And um, I just kept pulling this vision quest card <laughs> over and over. Mm. And I was like, where on earth would I be able to do a vision quest? Like it just um, didn't seem like something that I had access to at that time. And um, then I guess, yeah, when I started to read about the school and hear about it and then there was this beautiful quest component or what we call wilderness solo, um, 
yeah, it definitely oh, called me in. Like I think having such a strong, deep connection to nature all my life um, and that being my spirituality and, and um, my way of life, <laughs> my way of walking as a, as a human being on this earth. Um, yeah, I, I just I knew that that was a ceremony that I needed to do um so yeah at the time I was down in Tasmania my beloved and I were um considering moving down there so we took ourselves on this beautiful six-month journey connecting down there and we ended up back in Victoria which is really special and definitely where we're meant to be but I actually flew back to Victoria for the solo and um yeah I I felt the the ceremony begin before before I even landed there. Like I felt the bigness of what I was about to do. Um, and, yeah, there was definitely like a deep respect from all of the women who were going on solo and all of the women who were holding it um, for the bigness of what that ceremony was for us. Um, yeah. Oh, it's beautiful to think back. Mm. Mm, and so how did you go? Like how was the process um, leading into the three days and then how did you go with the three days and um, if there's anything um, you could share, not from that moment but anything that might have transpired, you know, in the days and weeks and months and years after that Mm. yeah well um for me as I as I mentioned that deep connection with nature I've I grew up on a little farm I um always went camping with my parents and hiking with my dad and I I felt safe with the earth um which was a real gift um and I've worked as a nature guide for um, coming up 10 years. So, yeah, lots of time in wild places. Um, but this solo felt different. It felt, yeah, even though I had all this um, experience and, and time in wild places, this was a new way for me um, in this ceremonial space with the fasting element that I chose to do um yeah it was it was different and um there was fear that came up for me as well in that of like what's gonna what's gonna come out up for me in that space um but yeah the the beautiful days in preparation for solo just really helped me to just trust (laughs) again trust in the journey I was meant to have and um to share my life story was huge um and a big letting go um it definitely it felt like a rite of passage for me actually um yeah I, I just supported a rite of passage for a group of teens and their mum on the weekend actually so it's quite present for me um, but yeah, feeling into that, it was like, 
this that separation from my life into a ceremony and coming back and I knew that I would come back changed um so yeah my time out there was oh just transformational yeah I I felt like it was a living prayer um and oh it feels so so sacred in my heart to speak to um and there was a there was a big death for me out there I think um of an old way of being of an old way of what I was taught was true and a new way of finding what I knew to be true what I believed what my values were what yeah I believed in what I was here on this earth to do um oh this tears coming up for me <laughs> just thinking about it <laughs> feeling so held <laughs> I remember in that in that death being so scared so scared to surrender but I did and then what I was gifted was such deep holding and knowing that I am always held (laughs) I am home on this earth I have medicine that the world needs now And the strong archetype of the medicine woman came to me and there was definitely like a, what? (laughs) Who am I to (laughs) receive this? But um, yeah, and then, and then being, being welcomed back and, and speaking that and, and having my community see that in me and say that, we see you that's that's what we see in you and um and those beautiful words that jane always speaks to of oh we are the women the earth needs now like that is such a such a phrase that i hold and carry and remind myself of and i feel like that solo really helped to to birth me into being a woman the earth needs now and and that required a death as well just like the cycles always show us and um the moon always waxes again spring always follows winter um yeah mm. and in in that time since since solo it's just i i still feel the magic of it <laughs> like even oh, I can just close my eyes and still feel how alive the world was to me and how alive I felt in it. And, um, yeah, it's definitely something I've carried and, yeah, I really want to continue to deepen into that that work and, um, yeah, continue living that prayer. <laughs> You are listening to the School of Shamanic Womancraft podcast series with Ayla Myra.
subscribe to our podcast via iTunes and all good podcast players. in that experience and just feeling meeting other realms and other beings um, like your medicine woman how did your physical body um, adapt to those changes and you f- you fasted was, yeah yeah how did your physical body um, adapt to those changes and hopping in and out of those spaces um, mm. Yeah, how was that for you and your actual physical self? Mm. Um, oh, I, I think the fasting element was actually quite a big fear of mine. Food is such a like love language <laughs> for me, and it's <laughs> 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 such a comfort. And to think like, oh, will I actually be able to survive without food? Like there was this this belief in me that like I'd just crumble away, but um, realizing like how strong my physical body is as well and I actually yeah felt um there was definitely times where I felt quite weak throughout the solo but I think that was what my body was also helping me to feel into and and let go of and um yeah but definitely walking out of there I I felt I felt strong um yeah, and in a new way, I guess, strong without the food to make me strong. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? That, like, I just loved hearing that, having, like, just hearing your story and having those experiences and then just coming back with that strength and mm. renewal. Um, yeah, meeting your body in a whole new way. Oh, absolutely. I think, yeah. There's definitely feel, feeling into it now like there was this emptiness I felt from not eating, but that was so um, so cleansing and to then be able to like fill myself up again. And I remember like, oh, the, the food that we were welcomed with, like it's the best <laughs> thing I'd ever tasted. <laughs> what did you have? Do you remember? Oh, I can remember so well. Um <laughs> There was beautiful herbal tea. I remember I think there was like maybe chamomile, some other herbs, and um, there was stewed apples with coconut mm. butter, which I'd never had before, oh and I was just like, oh, my God. And then there was this very liquidy dal, but it was just, oh, all so wholesome and nourishing and um, gentle to, yeah, restore and just build up again. And mm. me so Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's oh, yum. <laughs> it sounds like the ultimate postpartum. Oh, right? yes. Like, yeah, that's what you would give to just a fresh postpartum mum, mm. like something nourishing, wholesome, but yet so simple. Mm. Yeah, I'm just like, because I have a great, well, interesting relationship with food too. <laughs> and so I just love hearing those stories. Mm. <laughs> I can, it's like I'm right there with you when you're just coming back and you're like having that tea and then all the food's coming. And <laughs> yes, and to have it so lovingly, like be, to be so lovingly tended to, you know, have mm. this like soft space to land and just like brought these little bits of, of nourishment. Um, mm. Mm. It's pretty special, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yes. Yeah. And like for me, 
um, being out on solo, like I had a very um, bodied experience of like being held in the lap of, of the mother, like this, this holding and then to like come back to my community and, and feel that same kind of soft holding. Um, yeah, it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing to feel. Mm. And were you one of the first to come back or were you mid-range? Or? I think I was sort of in, in the middle. Yeah. 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 So there were some other sisters there already. Yeah, yes, there were. Oh, and like just feeling so proud of all of us and mm. knowing that, yeah, we'd all all journeyed and were we, yeah, oh. <laughs> mm. And so how was that integration coming home and, you know, being with your beloved again and how was that after the wilderness, wilderness solo? Oh, I, it was, oh, so so special. I actually um, went to my family's home um, afterwards, which when I was there, I was a little bit like, oh, I don't know if this is um, like how this is going to serve me. But um, I, oh, I remember arriving at my family's home and my parents had this fire going for me and they came and gave me the biggest hugs and they just looked at me and said, we are so proud of you. And it was so healing as well because they had a lot of fear about me doing this journey and for them to to see how much I'd grown, even though they didn't know exactly what I was doing in in this journey, um, they saw how it transformed me. Yeah, and it was really special as well. My sister uh, lives in London and um, she had come back to visit. So that's why I decided to go to my family's home. And so, um, yeah, I was just really welcomed back by my family. And then my beloved ended up coming up from Tasmania as well. And, um, oh, it was really, really special to have some time with my family and yeah, for them to, to hold me, to keep that, um, that softness and, I remember as well, like feeling like I wanted to keep my story quite close and um, but then after a few days, like feeling like I, I wanted to speak about my experience with with my husband and um, yeah, that was really special as well for, for him to feel into how much that meant to me as well. And mm. Was he like super curious about... At all? Did he have heaps of questions? And <laughs> no, I think he he really he really held held the space for me just to share what needed to be said. Um, I think he knows my love of the wild, so maybe it was mm. like a um, yeah. I think he was a little bit like, "How did you fast though?" Like that was definitely a curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember my parents saying the same thing, like, "Wow, that's a long time." Like, <laughs> mm. I love how they've celebrated, your parents have celebrated that to you as such an achievement. Mm. Like they have really, you know, like you've really done a marathon effort mm. and they've just celebrated it like that. It's so beautiful, especially for parents, right, mm. because <laughs> it's hard for them to 
you know, they fully don't know what you're doing and they're probably just hearing that you're going off in the bush three days <laughs> and three nights and not eating. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it was it was so beautiful to to feel um yeah, to feel to feel seen in that and acknowledged for that it was something big. Um, I guess maybe as well, thinking that as I mentioned, it feeling like a rite of passage for me. Um, yeah, having I guess they they could feel that as well. Um, mm. Yeah, I think it just, sounds like you have a beautiful, supportive family. I do. Well yeah, done. I'm very blessed, <laughs> um, and I think that yeah, this this journey's definitely yeah helped me um become the woman that my family needs like that and I say I speak to that as like the, um that my partner and I really want to have our own family our own our own children and that was a big part of yeah wanting to become the woman that I wanted to be for them and but then also like with mm. with my family my parents my sister my yeah it's really special mm. I didn't really think about that component but it's definitely yeah been a blessing mm, and it's a thing isn't it like when you hear people say oh well, it heals both ways mm. and you can't kind of conceptualize that but then those experiences just show that it's a thing it's the healing for your, your family line both ways like for the ones to come and the ones that are already here and mm. yeah. oh absolutely I think um yeah, my my red thread holds a lot of really strong women, but strong women that were also like almost forced into being strong. Like um, my great grandmother, um, she had how many? Was it six or seven daughters? Wow! Yeah. So my grandmother was, um, and she her um the the father of her daughters died when they were young and she ended up raising them on her own and was like living in a tent on the beach up in New South Wales and it was just like wow. it's yeah pretty pretty amazing and then um to feel like now yeah I can um be in that that wild place but like really choosing to be there and um mm. Yeah, I don't know what's there, but it's it's interesting the feeling too. <laughs> wow, what a phenomenal thread there. Like you said, strong women. Mm. There must be so much strength in that raising that many daughters. Oh, yeah, wow. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Did your mum know her? Like did, was she around? Like you? did you meet her or were you, was she already passed by then? Um, I don't remember her, no, but my mum has really fond memories of, um, yes. of Thelma was yeah. her name. Mm. Well. <laughs> and so after how was the closing gathering because that must have been epic after what oh. 11 seasons <laughs> it was it was definitely epic is a great word for it um yeah there was such a feeling of celebration like wow we'd done it and the the women who were there as well like had really had that deep commitment that's like sturdy like we are here through it all um, because our, our journey started um, much bigger. There was a lot of women who um, had chosen to step out throughout the, um, the 11 seasons as well and 
um, in full honour of them and their journey as well. And it was such a blessing to journey with them for the time that we did. Um, but, yeah, then at that that closing gathering, it was like this this group of women who just really, um, yeah, weathered the seasons together. <laughs> oh, the closing gathering was um, so, so special. Just for me, the Four Seasons journey has really like catapulted me into my soul's work and to to recognize my gifts um, and how they need to be shared, how I want to share them and and have this and at the end to have this group of women share what they see in me, these reflections of love and it just filled me up like there's no words for that. Um, but yeah, it definitely filled me up with strength and courage that I needed to to go out in the world and and share those gifts. Um, mm. So when did wilderness within birth? And tell me about that. Mm, so it birthed in August of 2020. Um, so yeah, during my Four Seasons journey. And I'd been holding women's circles in my local area for a couple of years and it was it felt like time to like amp it up, um, to start putting myself out there more. And I started to hold like one day workshops um, to connect in with the, the wisdom of our menstrual cycle and the cycles around us. Um, yeah, so there was... Um, these offerings that had started but then in 2022 so last year um towards the end of my journey I yeah it was like the the full vision was fleshing out and um that's when the the nature journeys and immersions really came in it was something I've wanted to do for so long but on my solo it was like it really dropped in of what that was going to look like and um yeah so I actually held the first nature journey or canoe journey um on the Bokara Glenelg River in May of last year and it was like um it was just before closing gathering which was so special to still offer that and one of the journey women came on that um first canoe journey which was incredibly special. Mm. Um, yeah. And yeah. And then um, it's just been growing from there. Mm. It looks so beautiful. Mm. That one in particular. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. And I'm, I remember, so many years ago I did environmental science and I did a lot of field work in around your area sort of, Near the, um, uh, <clears throat> oh, I can't even remember, um, Aubrey Wodonga, then into that forest area. So um, I noticed that there was a lot of people in Victoria that have done like outdoor ed or outdoor rec. Yeah. <laughs> like there was just so many. And um, it, I just, it's so beautiful over there. It's just such spirit land and spirit country and it's just no wonder that anyone would not want to immerse themselves into that land and, and become a protector of mm. it and um, 
yeah so did you find that was just you know because you've done you've studied outdoor education is it or yeah yeah so did you find that you know journeying through the school and then birthing wilderness within it just for me like looking on the outside and I've been through your website just looks like this beautiful fusion of the two that have come together Mm. oh thank you Ayla I love that reflection um yeah that's that's true it's it, it really feels like all of my passions coming together um and I've loved working in the outdoors um I've got to explore some incredible wilderness areas um but yeah now it 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 feels like for me bringing that like softness into our explorations of the wild is really important um, because so often we go out and explore in this really like, all right, we're going to like climb this mountain and then we're going to paddle 20 kilometres and rah, rah, like it's just very go, go, go. Mm. And for me, <laughs> like slowing down and really connecting with place, with the earth, where we are um, is so important and um, and also to journey together as women, like there's this beautiful mm. safety that comes in. And, and I've had so many reflections over the years of, of women saying to me, like, how can you feel confident and safe to go hiking alone or canoeing alone? And um, I, I, I feel blessed that I have had that trust and, and felt safe um, in the wild since I was a child. Um, but not all women feel feel that so it's a beautiful opportunity for us to to journey together in this village um supporting each other and also in like the wilderness that we explore of outside of ourselves but also the wilderness within us which is where the name came because we have this amazing internal wilderness landscape that can be explored and to be able to sit in circle in the evening and and reflect on that and also like what we're, what's arising within the wilderness landscape we're journeying through and being reflected back as our internal landscape. Like there's so much that can um, be moved in those spaces. And um, yeah, so I just, I, I love, I love these offerings. Um, so we're, we're journeying, um, the canoe journeys in Victoria is like six days loading up our canoes with all of our gear, all our food, firewood, tents, um, paddling along the beautiful river, setting up camp and um, sharing in yeah, circles in the evening, ceremony, different practices to connect us with the earth and with sisterhood. Um, yeah, it's such a, oh, such a juicy, juicy place mm. to be. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, yeah, like I was reading before, it just looked amazing, especially just waking up and then doing some movement practices. Mm. Like you said, it's a softness. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love um, this phrase came to me, like remembering the wild feminine and it's something that mm. feels really fitting, um, yeah, for these offerings because we, we are innately wild women and to bring that, that softness into um, into nature, into exploring, and 
yeah, remembering ourselves as a part of that. We're not separate from the earth. We are her. Mm. There's um, so much beauty in that. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'll put in the show notes the links to your website because you have a um, the Glenel journey is happening on the 2nd to 7th of May mm. 2023. And then you have the Tasmania immersion as well. So it's for anyone listening, it's just so worth going and looking at the beautiful itinerary and photos and dreaming about it and hopefully booking it in. I would love to, yeah, I just putting it out there that maybe one day I'll be waving to you on the canoe <laughs> being there. And, and yeah, oh, thank yeah. you, Ayla. I would love that one yeah. day and singing songs yeah. as we paddle. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. And so if I would share your Instagram, so it's wilderness underscore within underscore. Yeah, that's um, it. But I'll put that in the show notes too. Mm. And so um, I – Thank you so much for sharing your journey and I really love to wrap it up with what would you say to someone or anyone that was just thinking about journeying with a school and considering it and sitting a bit on the fence? Mm. Um, what sort of wisdom would you offer to anyone thinking about signing up? Mm. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> just do just it. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, um, yeah well I, I think if you're a woman who cares about the earth if you're if you have that love of the earth and you if you want to be a woman the earth needs now as Jane says then then it is the the perfect container to yeah to, to become that to to feel into your gifts, feel into your medicine and what you have to offer this world because we all have medicine that the earth needs now. We all do. And to be given the space to feel into that and to be given the, the community who are going to acknowledge you in that and lift you up and encourage you to share your medicine that is so needed. And, yeah, this is this is the the most amazing space to do that um yeah I'm just infinitely grateful for this school and everything that I've learnt, everything that I've unraveled and everything that I've built up from there so yeah just do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Thank you so much, Laura. Really just it is an actual honour to step into everyone's story world mm. and I really appreciate you, you know, taking the time to share this and even if just anyone listens and has a snippet of one thing that you said, it's so worth it. So thank you, thank you. Mm, thank you so much, Ayla. It's been such a pleasure and an honour to be here and, yeah, so grateful. Mm. For more information on today's inner review with photos and how to connect, head over to schoolofshamanicwomancraft.com forward slash media forward slash podcast. Subscribe to our podcast via iTunes and all good podcast players. 
we are all in this together.